When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We made it through the offseason. Everyone can take a deep breath. This means football is back. You're good to be back, baby. Ah! Let's turn it up now. All the offseason drama in the desert has led to a massive payday for Kyler Murray. New quarterbacks in new places, new receivers in new places. Dolphin Nation, I am so ready to be a part of Fins Up. Tyreek Hill, Cheetah, touchdown! A blockbuster deal that sends Russell Wilson to Denver. This AFC West this year. Oh, my God. It's not about a bunch of hype. We got to go do it. We have made it, folks. As 32 NFL teams are all at camp today, the offseason, that is behind us. Lots to discuss. Lewis Riddick, you're first up, though. What's one camp storyline you're interested in following this summer? <laughs> so, yeah, whatever you thought about the Cincinnati Bengals in the past, forget it. They're better. They're even better in 2022. Look, they improved this offensive line field. They have three new starters at center, guard, and tackle headlined by Lyle Collins. They're going to be better on defense. They drafted a lot of speed and athleticism in the secondary, which you saw was an area that they were victimized in the Super Bowl. The Bengals are here to stay, and they got some sweet new alternative uniforms. Hey, I'm trying to see what's up with this Los Angeles Chargers defense. You go out, you get Khalil Mack. You also add J.C. Jackson on the outside, and that's already with having Joey Bosa and Derwin James on the back end, who is an absolute stud. Brandon Staley could not stop raving about the way that they've added pieces defensively to help number 10 on the other side. I want to watch this thing develop. R.C., the Tom Brady watch is on in Tampa, as it always is. But with the 44-year-old quarterback turning 45 next week, with him having a deal in place with Fox for next season, everybody always wonders, is this Tom Brady's actual last season? And there are signs it could be. Certainly, his final training camp in Tampa, all eyes will be on Brady as usual. All right, so from Brady to the other elder statesman in the NFL amongst the quarterbacks, how about Cameron Poe showing show yeah. up today? At Green Bay Packers training camp, Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back years, making the kind of notable entrance to training camp that we live for right here. This is a legendary move by Aaron Rodgers. If he wasn't already, he is now the front the runner to win a back-to-back-to-back NFL MVP. What an absolute classic. Hello and welcome to NFL Live. You have heard their voices already. Left to right, Ryan Clark, Lewis Riddick. Adam Schefter, and I am Field Yates. We're going to talk about the football on the field. But before that, we have to look backwards one more time at that contract that Kyler Murray officially signed with Arizona in the past couple of days. It ties him to the Cardinals for five additional seasons and pays him up to $230.5 million. But interestingly, the contract includes a clause that requires Murray to watch four hours of film per week during the season, and he will receive credit for fulfilling those duties. Murray will not receive credit for the hours if he is doing something else that can distract him during that study, which includes playing video games or watching TVs. Here's Cliff Kingsbury on the cause. Yeah, I don't get in on the negotiations. Honestly, my entire role in that was prayer and pleading to both parties, and it worked out really well for me. I'm big to each his own. I think, you know, if you're just watching 
to watch it and just to log minutes and hours on your iPad, then it's not doing you any good. But these guys, like I said, we have some real pros that, that have an approach, and whether it's as long as another guy um, time-wise, doesn't matter to me at all. You, you do what you need to do to get ready, and it's a results-oriented business, and um, they know at the end of the day that's what we're all judged by. Kyler knows the playbook better than anyone on this team. Uh, he's been in this system for a long period of time. Um, ultimately, I'm happy that he signed a deal that he's happy about. Kyler's the guy that knows the playbook inside and out. When I first got here last year, he was the guy that was helping me along in learning the playbook. Um, and ultimately, I got to be on the same page as him. So he was helping me with all of that. Zach Hurts, great teammate. I think we're worried about what the other team is doing. So check out this quote from Kyler Murray. This was back in December of 2021 in the New York Times. Quote, I think I was blessed with the cognitive skills to just go out there and just see it before it happens. I'm not one of those guys that's going to sit there and kill myself watching film. I don't sit there for 24 hours and break down this team and that team and watch every game because in my mind, in my head, I see so much. All right, so, Shefty, I can't get enough of this situation and yeah. this clause in Kyler's contract. What should we make of this entire situation? Because this is a $230.5 million investment in Kyler Murray. Right. Well, it's unprecedented language, Field, and I think when you talk to people around the league, they believe that this is an indictment of both sides. The Arizona Cardinals for paying Kyler Murray, agreeing to pay him over $230 million while insisting – that he has a clause in there to study. And Kyler Murray, it's a reflection of how the Cardinals are concerned about his work habits in the past. So it doesn't make either side look good in this particular case. And it certainly sounds like, in the end, Arizona felt that if it was going to pay Kyler Murray all this money, it wanted assurances that he was going to work hard for that money. And again, it doesn't reflect well on either side, in this particular case, normally when a quarterback signs a record-setting deal, big money contract, there's a lot of hoops and celebration and all sorts of things that come along with it in a positive way. Very rarely do you see something yeah. come out in a negative light, but that's exactly what this one clause has done. It's cast this contract in a negative light. Hey, y'all, I've heard this conversation before. I've actually had this conversation before. Hmm. Here it is to my fifth grader. Hey, listen, I need you to sit down and study for an hour. If you don't do that, you can't play video games or watch TV. See, we've heard it before, but it was with a fifth grader, not a, a professional quarterback that was about to earn $160 million guaranteed and 230 over the next five years. This looks bad on everybody. It looks bad because if I know enough about you to know that you aren't professional enough to study, to know that you aren't dedicated enough to the game, to want to dive in and peel back all the layers of your opponent, to know that you rather rest on your just God-given abilities, and so if those things go away, you are actually useless to me. And give you 160 guarantee, and then for Kyler Murray, for it to now be public that you don't take preparation seriously, that working your way into each and every game every week and doing the things we've seen all the greats do from, from Tom Brady to Aaron Rodgers to Peyton Manning is not important to you. That's a very bad na narrative to have as a starting quarterback in this league. Yeah, look, man, it is an indictment on both parties. It's an indictment on Kyler Murray. It's an indictment on the Arizona Cardinals. And it's just an overall, it's, it's just a, it's a bad situation because, look, 
We all know that when you're scouting quarterbacks in particular, the number one thing that you're trying to judge is their makeup, their intrinsic desire to want to be great. Mm. And when you're talking about the number one overall pick and the former Heisman Trophy winner, you would assume that his intrinsic overall desire and motivation to be great, not just from an athletic standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, to be able to duel yeah. with the greats of this game, you know, play for play, series for series, game for game, you would assume it's at the highest level, the yes. very highest level. The best quarterbacks in the NFL are not studying four hours outside of the facility per week. There's no way that that's all they're doing. And see, I don't care how you spin this. And look, I love Zach Ertz. Love Zach Ertz. This is not about whether or not Kyler knows his playbook. Mm. They're yep. not asking you to go home and study your playbook for four hours. They're asking you to go home and study the opponent so you can be a step ahead of the opponent to where then you can apply what you know about your own offense that much quicker. Get the ball out that much quicker. Make that much better of a throw, that much better of a decision, and duel with the greats. Because ultimately what they're trying to do is do what? They're trying to win Super Bowls, not make it to the playoffs and then get your rear ends busted by the L.A. Rams on Monday Night Football. Mm. That's not what they're asking you to do. That's not what they're paying you to do. They're paying you to win championships, which means you got to find that competitive edge, that little tiny bit. Come on now. That shouldn't be an addendum in your contract. That should not have to be an addendum in your contract. And that's, All I'm going to say is this. Quite honestly, I had a, I had a conversation sucks, I had a conversation with a, another former, with a former number one overall pick that was a quarterback, and he said, studying wasn't my thing. Mm. Going home and watching film wasn't my thing. Yeah, I do the stuff at work, but that, I wasn't a guy who would pour in time away from the building. That quarterback's name was Jamarcus Russell. Mm. You don't wow. want to be associated with that. That's a guy no, who had a large amount nope. of talent one of the greatest arms we've ever seen, and he admitted he didn't yep. do enough. Kyler Murray doesn't want that label. <laughs> and I was thinking, but guess what, though? RC, nope. Kyler Murray got a second contract. Yeah. Jamarcus Russell That's true. But now you got to live up <laughs> to it. That's true. And I remember Junior Seau addressing the Patriots, and he said there are two types of players in this league. There are those who want to win. Every player wants to win. There are those who need to win. You decide whether you want to win or whether you need to win. At least four hours per week is not the kind of player that maybe suggests he needs to win. Let's pivot to the Browns, who are back to work today, of course, with their veteran players. And the biggest question surrounding the organization remains the pending status of quarterback Deshaun Watson and the possibility of a punishment stemming for 24 civil cases involving allegations of sexual misconduct. We've got all kinds of coverage from various angles. Chef, you will have a bit in just a moment, but we start on the ground in Berea, where Kimberly Martin is there. Kimberly, what's the latest you're hearing out there in Cleveland? Field, the waiting game continues for the Browns. Deshaun Watson reported on Friday with the rest of the quarterbacks. Today, the rest of the team reported, and tomorrow, training camp begins. We're going to hear from a lot of players tomorrow, possibly even Watson himself. Mm. But one thing we have not heard yet, a ruling from the NFL disciplinary officer, Sue L. Robinson. At this point, it's unclear when a ruling as far as whether Deshaun Watson has violated the league's personal conduct policy is forthcoming. We assume it is coming, but the team doesn't know when, the NFL doesn't know when, and the NFLPA is still awaiting word. But the Browns, as of right now, players that have walked by today all morning, they're all smiles. You wouldn't know that a big decision is looming in the background. Some compartmentalization taking place at Browns training camp. Thank you, Kimberly, mm -hmm. as always. Talk to you again some 
sometime soon. And, Sheffy, let's go to you. What else can you add about this process that has consumed the entire NFL offseason? Well, Phil, people around the case believe it's important for the NFL to have Deshaun Watson miss as much time as possible, most notably the game against the Houston Texans in Week 12. And so the league obviously is pushing for a lengthy suspension that would last and include that Week 12 matchup against his former team that would get an awful lot of attention. But the fact of the matter is, whenever Deshaun Watson comes back, it's going to garner a lot of attention one way or another. And so the NFL has been pushing for a lengthy suspension, and the NFLPA has argued that under the NFL's bylaws and constitution, that owners are held to the highest standard. And there have been other acts across the league involving owners that have not resulted in significant discipline. And so the NFLPA has argued that Deshaun Watson should not be subject to hmm. lengthy discipline. And we'll see what the federal judge rules in the end and whose side she agrees more with. Yeah, the story of the offseason in so many ways. And yet here we are nearing the end of July without any resolution. Plenty more to come on Deshaun Watson and plenty more to come here on NFL Live is Tyree Kill. He's been gassing up his new quarterback. Does that create even more pressure for Tua? Here why Lewis thinks there should be lofty expectations. And later, following Kyler's big deal, a pair of AFC North, quarterback, AFC North quarterbacks could be next in, pay, in line for a big payday. Are the Bengals smart to be planning ahead with Joe Burrow? And by the way, training camps have begun. You see some new faces and some old faces. Najee Harris, TJ Watt coming up here. Just a minute, Jonathan Taylor, that guy is locked and loaded for a massive year in Indianapolis. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. New Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill loves his new quarterback to a tongue of He's made all kinds of comments this offseason at times, actually at the expense of his old quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, who last I checked is very good. Uh, but Tyreek has doubled down on his love for Tua 
He was on first take yesterday, and he was asked why he chose Miami as his trade destination over the New York Jets. You know, too, he's not your typical gunslinger, but, you know, like, if you really, like, just pay attention to his game, you know, everything is spot on, everything is pinpoint, you know, ball is on time, you know, his fundamentals are on point, you know, so I said once and I said, said again, you know, Zach, Zach Wilson is a dog, but I'd rather play with the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, dog. Here's some numbers on that accuracy comment. Tua completed 77% of his passes that were thrown 10 or fewer yards down the field last season. That's good, ranked second in the NFL. However, on passes thrown more than 10 yards downfield, Tua completed only 44% of his attempts. That was 26th in the NFL. Not so good. Could be an issue for Tyree Hill over the last four seasons. Hill ranks fourth in the NFL in terms of most receptions on passes thrown more than 10 yards down the field. Uh, so, Sheffy, i got to ask you this. It's been a busy offseason for Tyreek Hill, the podcaster and media star yeah. and mogul. How do the team feels about his comments on Tua that have spanned really the entirety since, of, since he got traded? Well, Phil, when the Miami Dolphins traded a plethora of picks to the Kansas City Chiefs and awarded Tyreek Hill a huge new wide receiver contract, they gave him that deal with the idea that he would be great competition for Sauce Gardner, not Ryan Clark, the pi- podcaster who does the pivot show here. So it's essentially a situation where they want Tyreek Hill to keep it on the field. They're paying him to produce catches, not content. And during the offseason, yeah. Tyreek Hill has produced all sorts of content where he basically is called Tua Tungabailoa, the most accurate passer in the National Football League, even more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Again, he's supposed to challenge challenge Sauce Gardner, not Ryan Clark. Leave Ryan Clark's turf alone. Let Ryan Clark do what he wants to do. Please, right, R.C.? Please. Hey, please. Leave me alone. Let me do this. And I'm like, God, Lee, can I have some space where the cheetah is not a part of it? Mm. You know what's so crazy? This is starting to feel forced. It's starting to feel yes. like yes. a man who, who messed up at home and he has to just sing, keep singing his wife's praises publicly so he can get back in her good graces. Because when you think about Tyreek Hill, it sounds like he's trying to build up someone that has been battered, someone that has been beat down. And I'm going to say all of these good things constantly and consistently about Tua until either I believe it, the world believe it, believes it, or Tua Tungvaloa believes it himself. It's about what he does on the field. The Miami Dolphins has built an offense around him that should be explosive, that should work, that will be run first under Mikey McDaniels and get into the deep passing game on play action. Tua Tungvaloa has to just go out there and be who they drafted him to be, now with the stars and the skill players, also protection that they've given him to succeed. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like we need to actually play some games. Mm. 11 on 11. Thank you. Heads on. Work on TV and we can analyze it. We can break it down and we don't have to listen to podcasts. We don't have to criticize lists and tears and all this other. That's what it sounds like. And But you know what? On a serious note, look, it has all been set up for him. And you know, the cool thing I like about Miami is like, forget about Tyreek for a minute and Jalen Waddle and Mike Isecki and all the guys and Chase Edmonds. Here's the thing that I like that. I think is going to really pay dividends for, for Tua, is that from the top down, ownership, general manager, head coach, offensive play caller, they all right now, see, now Tua doesn't have to sit there and think, am I going to get yanked out this series? Am I going to get bashed yeah. in a meeting about maybe this throw that I didn't make? Am I going to be supported 
Am I going to be encouraged? Yeah, I think you are, Tua. And I think this year, I think you will see, provided he stays healthy, provided his offensive line stays healthy, you will see him start to pay off in terms of what his original draft position was. I think you will see it. I think you'll see it in a big way. Maybe we'll be pulling out some of these old clips of Tyreek talking this nonsense that he's talking right now. Well, one thing that Tyreek may not have realized when he chose the Dolphins over the Jets is that he missed out on the opportunity to play for the Times Man of the Year. And if you're thinking to yourself, what are you talking about? <laughs> New on NFL Live, we go to New York where new Jets tight end C.J. Uzama <laughs> arrived at camp with a T-shirt that said the Times Person of the Year is, in fact, Zach Wilson, his new quarterback. <laughs> Perhaps what could have been will be going through Tyreek Hill's mind all this upcoming season. Hey, coming up, following a disappointing playoff <laughs> exit, is Mike McCarthy already on the hot seat in Dallas? What do the Cowboys need to accomplish this year to silence the haters? Find out next. ESPN Fantasy Football is the number one fantasy game. And with the season right around the corner, get your league started now at ESPN.com slash fantasy football. And I am being told we might have some breaking news that could impact your fantasy draft. Adam Schefter, as always, Johnny on the spot. What can you tell us as you are continuing to tweet away at it? Will Field, the biggest free agent wide receiver out there, Julio Jones, has reached agreement with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a one-year contract. And so Tom Brady gets another target. In Tampa, Julio Jones going to the Buccaneers on a one-year deal. Big pickup for them right now. And obviously, they now will have Russell Gage from Atlanta. They'll have Julio Jones in Atlanta. Don't think this is a reflection of where Chris Godwin's at. I think the team still expects Godwin to be back at some point in time. But Julio Jones is taking it right now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, Julio Jones is a massive name. That much is for sure, Lewis Riddick. But last year, he was not the same player we have seen earlier in his career. What kind of addition is this to that Tampa passing game? When he's healthy field, he's a guy who was a legitimate X or Z, you know, a split end or a flanker, not really an inside type of player, and a guy who can really produce still explosive plays down the field because he's big, he's long, he's strong, he's fast. So he can do all those kind of things. But look, None of that really means anything with Julio because right now the number one thing that if you asked any personnel department about Julio Jones, they'd say, well, is he going to be on the field? Is he going to be healthy? Tell me how many reps he's going to give me. How many games is he going to give me? How available is he going to be? That's why at this point in his career you see this guy who has, has, who has this type of resume signing a one-year deal. I'd love to see what the contract would be and how it would be structured if it's incentive-laden, which I assume it is. A lot of it based off of his play time and his availability. I think that's really what it's come down to for him right now. Because when he's on, he's as good as there is. And, R.C., I, I yeah. said that. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, R.C. Take it away. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is an if pickup, right? If mm. Julio is he healthy, it helps us. This isn't one of those things that we are counting on him to be a day one starter and to be our X receiver and catch all these footballs. No, they have other weapons. This is if he is healthy, if he is able to be matched up on third and fourth corners on safeties and different things. This is a guy who can produce if, he, if he's available on the field. This is another Tom Brady pickup, a Julio Jones who is late in his career, who is no 
longer in his prime who struggles with injuries is thinking, if I am healthy, if I can get out there, I've seen Antonio Brown produce without having to be no the number one uh, target. I can do some of the same things with a guy like Tom Brady. I believe that's his thinking. I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers thinking is, if we get a little bit from Julio, yeah. it helps. Yeah, so Lewis, uh, Shefty mentioned that this is not a signing that necessarily is tied to the health of Chris Godwin, who's coming off of that torn ACL, suffered late last regular season. So it still may, I, I kind of wonder this, do you feel as though a Julio Jones addition was needed for Tampa Bay? As in, without him, they are not yet at the threshold to be considered a top favorite in the NFC. And this is the kind of move that can push them over the top. Is that where this move sort of stems from? No, I, I don't think so. And, I, you know, and I'll, I'll kind of like, you know, continue on with Ryan's point of view, Ryan's thought on Julio, which is, look, I think anything that they get from him at this point is just kind of like gravy. It's just kind of like a cherry on top. Yeah. I don't think this is one of those moves where they say, we need a guy and he's going to be that guy that is going to give us a little bit of a bump because we feel as though we're deficient in that room in particular, that being the wide receiver room, because we don't know when Godwin's going to be available. I think this is one of those where it's like, look, it's Tom Brady, it's Tampa, it's Sunshine, it's we don't need you to be the number one guy. We just need you to make sure that you have a good training regimen to keep you available as much as possible because if you are, now for sure a field, it makes them, provided everyone is healthy in that wide receiver room, it makes them a very, very explosive offense instead of just a very explosive offense. Well, guess what? There were questions about Leonard Fournette when he joined Tom Brady in Tampa. There were questions yep. about Antonio Brown before he decided to do a striptease act in Tampa before he joined Tom <laughs> Brady. And there were questions about Julio Jones' thing on the field. There's something about Tom Brady that helps elevate the performance of other players. And with Julio wanting to finish out his career on a winning note around the greatest quarterback of all time, something tells me that he'll be healthier than he's been that he'll be out on the field, that he'll be available as a weapon, and the Buccaneers are paying an awful lot of money right now to their group yeah. of wide receivers. Mike Edwins, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, the yeah. other former Falcon who comes over to Tampa, and now Julio Jones. There is an awful lot of wide receiver talent in Tampa sure. surrounding Tom, and once again, Tom Brady is the magnet drawing players to Tampa. Something tells me if Tom Brady didn't come out of retirement, I don't know that Julio Jones would have wound up in Tampa wanting to play with their quarterback down there, Kyle Trask or somebody. Yeah, a lot of mouths to feed now in Tampa, but if one offense is capable of doing it, it might be the Bucs. They, as a team, led the NFL in terms of total pass attempts last year, 731. Quite a stark difference from where Julio was last year in Tennessee, a much more run-first offense. All right, let's move from one NFC team that made the playoffs last year to another, that being the Cowboys, who fell short in a home playoff game last season after some poor clock management late against the 49ers doomed them, and it caused a lot of people to look directly into the future of Mike McCarthy, their head coach, who some thought might not even last in Tampa Bay going into this season. He was asked about it, and here's an interview with the Dallas Morning News. He said, quote, it's irritating that the first question you ask me has nothing to do with how I do my job. I show up every day for, a, for work to win a championship. How do we win today? That's what I'm asking. My viewpoint is it's a non-story. It's a media-driven narrative, or at least a narrative driven outside my realm, end quote. All right, let's go right down to, well, Dallas normally, but Oxnards. Let's get Ed Werder here from Cowboys Camp out in California. Ed, 
both uh, Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones are going to or have addressed the media today. What did Jerry have to say about this matter? Well, you know, what Jerry Jones says about Mike McCarthy on the first day of training camp is far less important than what the owner is saying about his head coach after the final day of the season, whenever that might be. Still, the subject of McCarthy's future is so obvious, especially with former Cowboys assistant Sean Payton no longer coaching the New Orleans Saints, that Jones raised it in his opening remarks, choosing not to wait to be asked about it. He described it as the most sensitive subject to him. Here's exactly what he had to say. I want to be real clear. He wouldn't be sitting here today if I didn't think he was the man to lead this team to a Super Bowl. He would not be, and I have choices. And uh, so that's not meant to be insensitive to anybody. That's a fact. And so uh, you guys write about a lot of those choices, and they were there for my use had I wanted them. Well, it's worth remembering that after McCarthy's 12-win team was eliminated by the 49ers at home in the playoffs, the Cowboys becoming the only division winner not to advance to the second round, that Jones described it as being one of the most devastating and unexpected outcomes in three decades of NFL ownership. He declined to endorse McCarthy's return then and for the next 11 days. McCarthy has three seasons remaining field on his five-year contract. Only once in his history has Jones fired a head coach during the season. That was Wade Phillips. So McCarthy almost certainly will finish this season. And as for expectations, Jones said he views this team as being in a better position to win a title than the team that showed up here at training camp last year and asked how he would define success ultimately. Jones settled on making the playoffs and being a viable Super Bowl contender. Uh, and so you would assume, though, that Mike McCarthy's going to have to win a postseason game this year. And no head coach in, in Cowboys' hi recent history has done that since Chan Gailey in 1998-1999. Well, Ed, Mike McCarthy may want to ignore the noise about his job security, but inevitably it's going to be a topic of conversation, especially when you're the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Thank you, Ed, as always, for your insight. So the Cowboys dominated the NFC East last season. They were 6-0 against the division. They averaged over 34 points per game. Problem was against everybody else, as the Cowboys were a 500 team. Their offense averaged nearly 11 fewer points per game outside of the division, and Dak Prescott's play significantly declined. That includes the wild card loss at home to the 49ers when Dallas was called for an astounding 15 penalties. All right, RC, I get why Mike McCarthy doesn't want to talk about his future. He's trying to focus and win today. But what do you make of all this? <laughs> he is very, very sensitive <laughs> when it comes to this that be subject. A good thing, right? Yeah, well, here's the problem. <laughs> Think about people you feel like have the ultimate job security right now. You don't ask them about their jobs or if their jobs are on the line because of their on-field performance. Mike McCarthy did not perform in the way that makes us feel like he has a solidified spot in Dallas when you don't have the clock management in Los Angeles, when you lose late in the season because you can't get another snap in the wild card game against the San Francisco 49ers, when you are a heavily penalized team. All of those things reflect on the head coach. And when the head coach isn't doing his job, unfortunately, in this league, his job comes into question. Also, when you see the offensive coordinator, 
coordinator gets an extension, right? The defensive coordinator gets an extension. The one coach who is in a position of authority or power that doesn't is Mike McCarthy and also Sean Payton is out there looming. People are just reading the tea leaves and asking the questions that need to be asked because of your performance. Look, I'll tell you what. If Mike felt as though it was unjustified or reporters are unjustified in asking him questions about his job security prior to today, then unprompted, the comments that his boss made today should make him go, hmm, maybe I should start thinking about my job security because the boss said this. I had choices. Well, now, why did Jerry feel the need to kind of tell us all that? Yeah, we know you have choices. We know he wouldn't be there if you didn't want him there. But he says these kind of things because I think ultimately, look, Mike knows, just like everyone else knows who's been, a, who's been in the NFL, who's watched the NFL, who's even been remotely around the NFL, that it's a bottom line business, man. And we know this when you're the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Deserve it, you know, whether you deserve it or not, there are lofty expectations attached with this franchise because of its history. I don't know why, why Mike is being so sensitive about this. He knows he hasn't delivered anything. Nothing. Look, Jerry Jones had to face some of these questions. The Cowboys had to face some of these questions when Jason Garrett was the head coach. Everyone always talked about whether or not he was on the hot seat. And guess what? Whether Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones likes it or not, there is a coach who is unemployed right now, not coaching Sean Payton. And his shadow is going to hang over this franchise, whether anybody tries to dismiss it all year or not, all season long. Every time the Dallas Cowboys lose a game on Monday, Stephen A. is going to put on his cowboy hat on Monday morning and talk about whether Sean Payton should be the head coach. It's just going to follow this team all season long. And the only way to quiet that talk is to win games. And the further they advance, well, the less the talk will get and the more it will quiet down. But until that happens, that's just a reality of being involved with the Dallas Cowboys, it comes with the territory. Yeah, a long year ahead, potentially, if things do not go well early in the season for the Cowboys. But part of the reason why we're talking about this is that game against the 49ers. And speaking of the 49ers, coming up, Jimmy G has been seeking a trade, but this much we know. It is Trey Lance's team as he is primed to take over, according to the 49ers themselves today. More from San Francisco in just a minute here on NFL Live. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jet's Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jet's is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. 
Better because it has to be. The NFL's back together Saturday is happening again with all 32 NFL teams practicing at their individual training camp sites. And we'll have coverage from every one of them from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on ESPN. And then back 1 to 3 Eastern on ABC. Back Together Saturday is also available on the ESPN app and NFL Network. All right, time now for a little bit of Read and React, where Colts defensive tackle DeForest Buckner did not mince the words talking about week 18 of last year. He said, quote, we bleeped the bed. Nobody played well. It wasn't just one person. It was the whole team. Lewis, you think the Colts can be a bounce-back team this season? No question, Field. I think this team is an easy pick to win the AFC South. I think they are a sleeper Super Bowl pick in the AFC overall. Ooh. And I think it starts with Matt Ryan. I think all the things that we're talking about with guys like Kyler Murray in terms of not being great leaders, not being great workers, not setting the example, Matt Ryan is all of that for this football team and is exactly what they needed. The GM, Chris Ballard, he filled every need this offseason, starting in free agency and then on into the draft. They got an offensive, offensive tackle. They drafted. You know, they signed, they signed another pass rushing defensive end and Yannick Ngakwe to go with Quiddy Pay. They have got people in the back end like Stephon Gilmore at corner. They got Alex Pierce, the offensive rookie of the year this year. Yeah, I said it. They have got weapons. They have got the offensive line, defensive line. I think this team is ready to rock and roll, man. I know who Lewis is taking early in our War Room Fantasy Football League draft. All right, so Bill Belichick's been asked <laughs> about a million times about the Patriots and the coaching titles for Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, and coordinators in general. Also talked about Mac Jones. Take a listen. Uh, we're not really big on titles and all that, so I think everybody, you know, it's important that we all work together and, and create a good final product. And so that's what we're going to try to do. That's what we've always done. I think Mac's done a great job. Uh, he's, he's worked extremely hard. Uh, he's got a tremendous work ethic and uh, in all areas. Um, you know, I think there's a dramatic improvement. He's starting from a much, much higher point this year. RC, high praise there from Belichick on Mac. You think he's in line for a big leap this year? You know what? I think Mac Jones is going to improve because he's the type of guy that works that way. He's the consummate professional, which is what Bill Belichick wants in his quarterback. It's what he's used to. When you look at the way he's transformed his body in the offseason, continue to work to get the grasp and totally master the offense. And they said he's taking more of a leadership role as well. As well, Mac Jones, we all thought it when he skipped up to the stage, when his name was called at 15, that the New England Patriots was the perfect place for this young man to play. And he's already showing that he's made of the stuff that the Patriots are. Well, the Patriots took Mac Jones last season 15th overall when some thought that he might go all the way third overall to the 49ers. And speaking of the 49ers, with Jimmy G seeking a trade, Trey Lance seems primed to step into the spotlight under center. Is he ready? You guys have mixed reviews. Stay tuned here on NFL Live. And how about this from Bears quarterback Justin Fields, who arrived at his media availability today wearing a T-shirt with the initials JD on it in honor of our longtime colleague, Jeff Dickerson, who passed away of cancer back in December. A nice tribute from the Bears' young quarterback. We miss you, JD. More ahead here. Breaking news in the NFL Live. Adam Schefter with the latest out of Tampa and a new wide receiver. Yeah, feel a short time ago, Julio Jones, the free agent wide receiver, reached agreement with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a one-year contract. It gives Tampa an awful lot of offensive firepower at the wide receiver position. Julio Jones, another former Falcon, Russell Gage, not to mention Mike Evans and Chris Godwin coming off 
his ACL injury. That's four really good wide receivers for Tampa and Tom Brady, but Julio Jones, who almost won a Super Bowl before losing to Tom Brady, now joins him in an effort to try to win one. There you, what's the old expression? If you can't beat him, join him. From one Super Bowl contender to another, the 49ers kicked off their training camp today after falling just short of it, meaning the Super Bowl last season. Although he requested a trade back in April, Debo Samuel was at training camp today. Samuel's entering the final year of his rookie contract. He's underpaid. Last week, the 49ers gave Jimmy Garoppolo permission to seek a trade. Jimmy G has been cleared to start practicing after off-season shoulder surgery. But with his eventual departure, the 49ers are going to turn things over to Trey Lance. The third pick overall in last year's draft, he made two starts last season, highlighted by a Week 17 win against the Texans. Earlier today, Kyle Shanahan spoke about the team's decision to move on from Jimmy G and on to Trey Lance. Jimmy understands where we're at. We understand where we're at. Like, I can't tell you how appreciative I have been of Jimmy and him being here and so appreciative what he did for us last year. I think Jimmy and we knew what move we made the year before on that. Um, Jimmy did a hell of a job coming to camp and winning that job and taking us real close to the Super Bowl. Um, but we have uh, moved on to Trey. We're starting camp out this way. Um, we think Jimmy would have been traded if the surgery didn't happen. Uh, and it did. He needed to do it. So there's no ill will there at all. Jeff, do you think the 49ers believe they will be better with Trey Lance as their starter rather than Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, it's a situation here where Kyle Shanahan, with one six-word public proclamation today, field, really turned the page by saying, we have moved on to Trey. And you knew that they were going to be going in that direction, but to hear it announced publicly before they even begin training camp was something else. And they wouldn't have made the move unless they felt like they saw what they needed to from Trey Lance during OTAs. If you speak to some of the players who were a part of the OTA program over the last month, they felt like Trey Lance really made progress every single day, got better and better. And I think the 49ers are looking for more of that with training camp getting underway. They want to try to give Trey Lance as many reps as he can get with him hopefully improving every single day. That's the idea of the team. And that's why Kyle Shanahan said what he did today. We have moved on to Trey. Listen, we knew that this was coming. We knew that that this day was looming when they moved up to number three and they drafted Trey Lance. And what you're hoping is, if you're the San Francisco 49ers, that you saw a ceiling with Jimmy Garoppolo that wasn't going to get you over the hump. The misthrow to Emmanuel Sanders on the post route in the Super Bowl is one I'll always go back to. I believe if that throw is made, mm. stories are different for both Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Now you go on, you go to the bigger guy, you go to the more physical guy, the guy with the stronger arm, can make some plays out of nothing, and you hope that that allows you to win the big games when you aren't the better roster. But here is what I'll say. Be careful what you wish for. For all we say about Jimmy G, for all the ways we think that he is not an elite quarterback, his ratio of wins compared to the players that have played when he was absent for the San Francisco 49ers is absolutely crazy. And so Jimmy Garoppolo did what he had to do to help this team win. Now they hope Trey Lance can get them over the hump. Look, I'm going to say this about Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo, as soon as he gets healthy, I've already, I've already said, if he, was, if he gets cut and they don't trade him, Seattle needs to sign this guy immediately because I think he makes yep. this, that football team infinitely better and makes them a contender. That being said, you do not make the move that San Francisco made to then sit on it, regardless of what quarterback they ultimately wound up picking, and it was Trey Lance. Remember, at first it was supposed to be Mac Jones. But you don't make that move 
to then have that player sit. You made that move because you felt as though you needed something more out of the position to ultimately get your offense and your football team at a level that you thought was acceptable, which is a championship level, a sustainable championship level. So now you have no other choice. Well, I guess you always have a choice in terms of whether or not you want to push back that timeline. But with Trey Lance, I think we've seen enough, and obviously they've seen enough to where they say, hey, look, the time is now. The time is now. And I, and I think, look, this team is so invested in this position, in this particular move, and then obviously this particular player, that it'll be one of the most talked about stories of the NFL this year. Because remember, as good as Jimmy was, they still felt as though they needed something more. And that's why the lights are going to be white hot on this position with this football team. Life isn't about fairness, I suppose, RC. Uh, but in some ways it feels unfair that Trey Lance is going to have the expectations be if they don't make the Super Bowl, that perhaps the decision yeah. was the <laughs> wrong one. This guy has barely played over the past mm. three years. At the yeah. same time, if we're going to move the sort of Super Bowl part of the equation off to the side for a second, how would you define a successful season for a guy who over the past three years has started three total football games? Trey Lance has to make this a playoff caliber team. And when I say playoff caliber, it doesn't mean they have to go to the playoffs, win divisional playoff games, get to the NFC Championship. He has to show that they can be competitive, that they can be a team that's in the hunt for the NFC West title. Trey Lance has to come out and not just be competent, but be good and be a guy they win because of, not in spite of. He has to show that he can be the future. And Trey, I think Trey Lance, RC Trey is an upside play for the long term. Yeah. He may play well this year, but this is about a move that's being made for future seasons to come because they believe in his potential long term. We're going to wrap up NFL Live with one more thing. Staying in the NFC West, and the Rams are getting richer in the secondary is Sean McVay, not just a head coach, <laughs> part-time DB. Lewis, RC, both of you former DBs, what do you think about the, uh, the this? The that's terrible there? leverage. Terrible leverage. He's beat right away on the stem. Cooper Cup did him like he did every quarterback that he faced last year. Maybe it makes more sense for Sean McVay to stick to play calling and dialing up the right play at the right time. NFL Live returns tomorrow.